Thanks for tuning in to Being Trans. You know, one of the hardest things of the older generation is when we step out and actually say this is how we've been feeling all our lives, some people want to think that it is a bit of selfishness that a person should struggle regardless of whatever issue it might be just to make others feel okay with their status quo. Now, meantime, the person who is trans is going through enough hell on their own. They have no way of expressing their frustration or their problems and yet, when they do express it, they feel that they are being not only discriminated against, but attacked from all angles. And they also feel, you also get this sense of feeling that you yourself are attacking yourself for trying to be honest about how you feel. It also comes off to a certain point where you end up trying to protect those you love. But yet at the same time, you still feel guilty for the feelings that you have. And there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can change. Nothing will change. Because it is you. You are the person. The only difference is, is it's like if you have depression and you finally make the choice to go out and get the help that is much needed for you to survive, well then, that's important. And it, how people re deal with that is none of their business. It's none of their right to determine that you are healthy or it's an act of God or if you're unhealthy. You are you. You have to take care of you. This comes on the heels of a couple of events that have happened over the weekend. And how we deal with these situations. I'm a parent. I have a separated partner. And we we don't talk because there's been issues. And I am also respectful enough not to bring those issues up. Yet we're survivors of some issues and we will keep trying through our through the best that we can to better our lives am i happier now than i was when i was together with the person yes but at the same time i deal with the issues that i have three children that are with that person and as a parent i have to teach my children that Sometimes certain events that have happened, we have to be careful because we can't, once we react to those issues, we cannot go back and fix how everybody reacts to our reaction.
So if that makes sense. So if I say that, like, one of my children calls up and says, I hate her, I hate her, I hate her. And I said, well, have you talked out your problem? No, I just want to come home. I don't want to be around her. I can't stand her. And I tell them, look, you know, you need to talk it over. You can't just run from your problems all the time. Oh, it's not fair. What makes it not fair? Now, these are the things that some people might say, oh, you're being too hard on your kids. You should fight for them just to come home. But I don't think that's necessarily the best medicine for them. Because at some point, when they go out into the real world, it's not kind. And a lot of people we deal with in the real world are not kind. We, we even come across those along the lines that we thought were great people can become unkind people. And how do we deal with that? Do we run with our tails between our legs? Or do we actually talk it out? Now, I'm not saying that every conversation that you have when you decide to talk it out is going to be successful. Because I deal with my ex-partner and there are conversations that are going to go nowhere. They never will. And the reason for that is that I have a set of standards and I have a set of personal guidelines that I won't change for anybody. And when I deal with this individual, those come into play and I need to make sure that I look after me. Now, when it comes to my children, I tell them, hey, you know, you've got to understand this kind of situation. You need to be able to talk out a concern that you might have with another individual. If you can't work on it together, then at some point you've just got to let it be. You have your opinion. I have my opinion. We're not going to see eye to eye. Let's just walk our separate ways. And that in itself is really difficult to do for some people. It's hard for kids because at some point they don't want to be confrontational. No child really does. Um, unless they've grown up in a home that is confrontational and teaches them that. That kind of lifestyle. I mean, my kids don't want to be confrontational. They, they don't find the need to. And in saying that, it is very difficult for them to try and look at a situation and say, well, I need to talk this out, but I don't know how to talk it out. So you have to give them little hints here and there. But how does this, how does this relate to the trans community? Well, it's kind of like we are all ch children. The advice that we do give to our children and the advice we give to other children should be taken on board for ourselves. At some point, we will run into those people that have this opinion that is 
not only well, we we can say it's incorrect because it's been proven that it's incorrect. So we'll use science. And people say, oh, God made man, man, and women, women, and he never screws up. Okay, that's fine, but your Bible is a screw-up. Because man translated it, and men... Men don't write things out very well. I think the Bible would be a totally different book if a woman wrote it. And it might be a little bit more interesting in places. But at the same time, when we look at this type of a conversation, and a person has that religious point of view, and you have your point of view, you can go just simply and say, hey, you know, I don't agree with you, but we don't have to talk about this. And I'm with a group right now that um, we have a policy, and it's called Swipe Left. And you can simply say, hey, we can be friends. But let's swipe left on this and not bring this up again. And let's just be friends and talk about other subjects. There's nothing wrong with doing this. Okay? And if you say that to the person, hey, you know, you ever heard about swipe left? And they'll go, uh, no. Or they might say, oh, yeah, you mean when you're looking at certain profiles on whatever application and you see someone that isn't appealing to you or see something that isn't appealing to you, you swipe left and they go, oh, okay. Or they'll say, yeah, yeah, that's what I do all the time. You go, well, this subject is kind of a swipe left for me. Do you mind if we swipe left it and just carry on with the rest of everything else and not come back to this? It's a really simple way of diffusing um, what could be tense situations, not only in family matters, but also in matters of relationships. Granted, I will say this, that if you have a relationship and you say something's a swipe left, and it's something that needs to be addressed, it's not going to solve the problem. What it's going to do is create more of a problem because both parties refuse to actually address the elephant in the room. They, they refuse to look at it and say, wow, okay, we have a real problem here. We need to work on this. That can be very difficult. Um, because like I said, my partner and I don't reside together. We're married, but separated. And that came after a lot of issues. Some of those issues should have been talked about several times. But we chose not to talk about them. Or I chose not to go against what I knew was wrong, I willingly just sat there and took it on the chin. And I never stood up and said, that's wrong, you can't do that. And how did that turn out? Well, that ended up being more weight that dragged that relationship into a deep, deep hole that will never be recovered. We also lost a child, and we didn't talk about that 
We didn't communicate how each one of us felt about the loss of that child. We didn't address it. And that's not healthy either. So when you close off conversations with swipe left, you have to realize that it could cause a lot of damage. But at the same time, it may solve some problems that need to be addressed. But it does come down to the whole point of, are you willing to have these difficult conversations? Are you willing to take the time to communicate with your partner over what's going on? We as a community need to start looking at how we can carry a conversation past the point of what do we want, uh, when are we going to get it, uh, and why do we want it now? You know, we have to stop trying to be these drum beats that sit on a corner screaming at people that come by, we want our rights, instead of saying we deserve our rights. Look what we have done. Look what we have proven. Look what science has proven. Look what who we are. Because we are more than just the sum of our parts. Some of us are lawyers. Some of us are doctors. Some of us are nurses. Some of us are retired military. Some of us have even been in the um, SEAL Team 6, you know, I probably massacred who who she was or who she was previous. But, you know, when we come down to it and we look how our lives along the way, we are more than just the sum of our parts. We have done some amazing heroic deeds. And I watch this and I have a friend who's a Facebook friend. So um, I have a theory about Facebook and I have a theory about online gaming that they aren't, you can have friends over both, but they're not the same type of friends that you have in real life. So, like, I have a core of five friends. We haven't talked for a few months, but if they needed me, yeah, boom, on their side, whatever I can do to help, if I can do something. If I needed them, boom, right here by my side, I'll guarantee you they would. That type of a friendship is vastly different than what we see on the internet. And meaning, like, I've met people on the internet that I thought were really great people, but we fall apart just as quickly as we were created. There's no way to really cement that friendship that is a bonding um, agent to create it into what is a real-world friendship. And it's not right, and it's not wrong. It's just the way that... Facebook can be, and internet programs can be. So, like chatting over Discord or chatting over TeamSpeak, you just lose people, and you gain people, and you meet some fantastic people. But the style of friendship is vastly different. And I completely forgot where this was all going. That was good. Uh, 
But what I was trying to look at and trying to tell you is when we are a community of individuals, our some of our uh, we are more than just the sum of our parts. That's what it was. Because each of us are unique and we have special things that we bring to the table. And I would look at a person that brought something to the table that was helpful, kind, just downright good. More than I would look at someone who's standing on the corner going, What do I want? Man, when am I going to get it? Man. I just tune them out. But if you're that person that sits there and goes, I'm a disabled vet. I am also having mental health issues, but I'm lifting where I stand. I have a lot of problems and I get help, but I also try to help others find the solution to their problems as well. I look at that individual and I go, spot on, mate. What a good human being. Good on you. And that makes a huge difference to me. But it doesn't matter if he's, you know, if we flip that coin over and he's on the side going, I want rights, I want this. I'm sorry, we're past that point in time where rights and privileges should be given willy-nilly. People should earn things. People should earn respect and kindness. And the moment you earn it is the moment that you will keep it. And that's the difference between the person sitting on the corner screaming they want something and a person who's done something to earn it. They will stand there and they, by the sweat of their brow, will defend what they've done to create something. I spent, I've said it before, I spent a year delivering food to those less fortunate than myself and my children helped me. We did this even when our whole world was falling around us. We had just fled from home to live in a new life, just the four of us. We had lost a person of our family. And our decision to actually talk it over as the four, this is what is an opportunity for us. We can do something more. And we did. And we went out and actively did it. We actively gave of ourselves every week to do this one thing. We didn't do it for you to pat me on my back and say, what a good girl, Allie. Or anything else. In fact, that's never what I've wanted. What I want is more people to actually do it um, because it is a challenge and it's a lot of resources. But in the end, when you look back, that year was not wasted. That year that we spent as a family bonding, delivering bread and helping others helped us as a family. We were that glue that brought us together and created a wonderful bond of love and friendship in just us four. Now, if the trans community will stop trying to create crosses to carry on our back and start doing things that matter, 
Maybe we won't have so much negativity that exists around us. I understand, in, in, in also saying that, I understand when we look at um, these events that are happening in libraries where drag queens are going in and reading to kids. Okay, I can understand the paranoia of people that don't quite get it. I can understand the concerns that they might have because they've not had the time to get to know someone who's doing this. Or they haven't had the time to have positive relationships with these type of people. Sorry, I'm taking a drink to keep my throat well lubricated. And that is not necessarily the drag queen's problem or the story time's problem. It could be that you have a group of people that are so narrow-minded that they're unwilling to look at this person who is reading to their kids and just reading a simple story. They're not trying to throw down their agendas or anything like that. They're just reading something, trying to uplift your children. And what, since they can't look at that, they can't see the positive side of it. And that's very, very difficult. When you close that door and you say, no, I'm not going to do this, it's very hard. But if that person who was a drag queen was a member of the community that was a good, solid member of the community... And then said, oh, by the way, I also do drag story time. Then you have a little bit more of a problem. Because the person who is actively disliking them knows them as a person. It's harder to hate someone when you know them. It's harder to look at a person that you know and say, I'm going to remove your rights. I look at what happened early in the issues of Donald Trump when he was running for president in 2016. And I look at Caitlyn Jenner, who was pretty much fresh out of the closet or out of the shadows, as I like to say. And I look at how she carried herself and how she tried to present her life as being trans. I remember her saying, well, I can walk into Donald Trump's office and use a women's restroom without any problem. And she showed it on TV that she was actually doing it. Well, it was on a video that she showed on YouTube, but you get the point. She actually did it. She went and used the restroom, showing that no one gave her any concerns. But instead of doing that, that didn't really solve any problems. It was more or less just a dog and pony show. And in the end, we still got left with a monster who's behind the Oval Office. What we should have been saying, what she should have been saying is, I support women. And I believe that what Donald is doing is not right. I believe that his comment about I can grab them by the pussy 
Sorry for those of you who have heard that. You've heard it everywhere else. You're going to have to get used to it. You've got to look at that and say you should have fought against that. You should have supported women. If you claim to be a woman, you should not be saying women's issues don't matter. You know, I look at my daughter. I'm trans. I'm happy with you calling me a trans woman. Um, and I don't, I'm, I'm not going to sit there on the sidewalk and say, you know, rah, 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 but I'm happy with it. I'm content with my existence. And that took a long time to get to this point. But we also must look at it and say, okay, but at the same time, a woman's issues are my issues. Okay. Because I not only have a daughter, I have four daughters. And their rights, their issues, I should fight for regardless. I have two sisters. Even though I don't talk to them, even though we don't have communications, I should fight for them. Why? Because not only does it look at me fighting for them, then you have people that are looking at the trans community and going, wait, trans women are fighting for women's rights. Why? What we want to do is I want you to take a break, grab a drink, come back. We'll have another, we'll finish this off. And I think that you can, we'll be able to look at this topic a little bit differently. Thanks much. Enjoy your break. It's difficult. I know. It's hard to tell people how we feel sometimes. It's also hard to find someone that you can trust with some of the most difficult, most, most sensitive issues in our lives. Guys, I know that it can also be difficult to take the time and admit that you need help. But I won't pull any punches. If you're in the Launceston, Tasmania area, there is someone who is talented, who is caring, who is knowledgeable, and will give you advice to help you solve your problems. Attitude counseling. Take the time. Give them a call. 0499-184-088. You're worth it. Welcome back. As I was saying, when we look at how we start to respond to issues, when we look at how we start to interact with issues that aren't necessarily trans or LGBT, we can actually cause more positive change than the person standing on the side of the road. You want people to view you in a better life. Okay, stop going out on the weekends and getting in the, on the piss. 
Stop getting drunk and start doing something that actually matters. It's that whole simple thing. You don't have to be trans. You don't have to be LGBT to do this. This is anybody. If you want real change, create the reason for change. Create the reason for change does not mean sitting there making something up. The reason for change must come because it's necessary. Women's health is important. The trans community in America should be fighting for women's rights. Because right now, in America, slowly by slowly, they are eroding women's rights. Women's rights to make basic health care decisions about their bodies. The trans community should be standing up with a united voice and saying, no, this isn't right. It isn't your right to decide for a group of society how they should live and how they should receive their medical help. If you're so concerned about abortions, get a vasectomy. Put a condom on. Solve the issues of rape, of incest. Solve these problems. Because that's what needs to be done. Not the fact that we are using abortion. Because I guarantee you it's very difficult to stand there as a couple or as a single woman standing there trying to make a decision to, to do an abortion. It's not like some some people think that it's sometimes the woman will go, oh my God, I'm pregnant again. I'm going to go get an abortion. They don't do that. Nobody's going to do that. Because it is an evasive procedure. The trans community should be fighting against these type of changes. We should be fighting also against the homelessness. We should be taking the time to find ways to solve homelessness. We should be out there trying to feed the homeless. We should be out there trying to find ways to clothe the homeless. We should be doing more than what we're doing. Why? Because the more that you create a positive change in yourself, the more others have to face that change that they didn't do themselves. It's a crazy idea, I know, but I've said it before and I've seen it work. When the kids and I left, people were talking very negatively about me because there was somebody spinning a bunch of shit against me that I had stolen the kids, that I was a horrible individual, and that I was a danger to my children, which none of it was true. But, how, but that happens all the time. It doesn't necessarily have to be a trans issue. You see it all the time with husbands and wives when they separate. They never, a lot of the times, I shouldn't say never, but a lot of the times, maybe about 95% of the times, it's not amicable. They hate each other. Which isn't good. 
You can't carry that kind of monstrous feelings in your body and think that it's going to help you in life because it won't. It will not help you. You have to make a choice for real change. So my choice was, okay, if people want to see me as a monster, well, let's lift that. Let's throw that whole idea away and watch what I do. I'm going to lift where I stand. I'm going to take my time and give it to helping others have food on their table, help others feed their children. That was a fun year. We learned a lot, not only about others in our community, but we learned a lot about ourselves as for people. We looked forward to it every time we did it as a family. I looked forward to when I dropped a bag off of bread to someone I knew who needed it. I felt so blessed because I lifted where I stood. Now, and I also took it one step further. I figured if I wanted real change and I wanted people to see me who as I am and see me for the honest person that I am and the good person that I am, then I need to stand out by doing good things. I cannot stand on the corner going, woe is me, with a picket sign, do as I say, because that won't solve the problem. That just creates a negative view of me. So, I did the bread, like I said, and then I went and joined the Human Library Project. I also did an interview with a Facebook group, which appears not to exist anymore, called the Humans of Launceston. And he did a fantastic um, article on me, and it was absolutely beautiful. And the way it was written was great. I also, I also allowed the newspaper to come and do an article about me. Not everybody can do this. It's not always easy to get this kind of publicity. It's not always easy to get people to look at you in that light. But the more you stand out, the more you create positive change, the more people want to talk about it. And the more people that talk about it, the more the subject starts to come up. I've said it before, and I, and I, I mean it 100%, is I looked at what happened with this law that, that I am still extremely against of the, the birth, birth certificates and parents being able to change it at birth as one of the dumbest laws I've ever seen lobbied. It just blows my mind. But the one thing that stood out like dog's balls, <laughs> think about all that, dog's balls standing out, okay? You've seen them. Now, it stood out like dog's balls. It was an article in, the, in a newspaper where one of these lobbyists said, in time, Australians will come to love this. Okay, I've heard politicians use this kind of line before. 
Don't tell me what I'm going to love or what I'm going to like. That's for me to decide, not you. And you're not going to force me to like something that I don't like. I do not like Vegemite. There is no amount of marketing, no amount of my kids going, want a Vegemite sandwich, Dad? That I am going to pick up a Vegemite sandwich. It's just not going to happen. I've tried it. I've given it my all go. And as true to my words with my children, if you don't like something, you have better tried it first. And then if you don't like it, then I will give you permission not to eat it. But I will not make a second meal. So if you don't like what I've cooked, then you have a choice. Get up, make something else. And I won't get mad. Because you tried it. Well, the same thing goes here. You can't force me to do something that I don't want to do. You can't force me to like this law. Because I simply don't. I don't see the need for it. And we are a few, a number of months away from when it was created. And no real change has taken place. But what did take place was more people blaming the trans community for this law. More reason to hate our community for something that really wasn't for our community in the first place. It's hard to grasp that until you really look at it from a timeline view. You said it was good for us, but it's changed nothing. You said in time people will like it. They don't like it. You said no one's going to get hurt by it. Well, no one got hurt by it. No one got uplifted by it. It was just a useless law. But what did happen is you had people actively saying they don't like it and they think the trans people are sick. That trans people have mental health issues. Because you put us in the limelight and you created a cross for us to bear and you told people that they were going to like it, and you made a useless law. So do you see how this works? And this is what I'm telling you. We need to stop creating these burdens. We need to actually get out there. Lift where we are. Do something good in our community. It could be as simple as buying a lawnmower and mowing your neighbor's lawn. It could be as simple as helping a little old lady who was confused at the bus stop. It could be as simple as what I did, and that was being kind to someone on the bus. I even, as I was getting off the bus last week to go to the store, there was a, an elderly woman who was having difficulty walking. And she looked like she was about to fall over a number of times. And I made sure that I was right behind her, that in case she did slip, that I was going to make sure that she didn't fall over. And when the bus was starting to pull away and she was still unstable, I made sure that she was not going to fall towards that bus. I was right there. And I told her, are you okay? Do you need some help? Would you like me to walk with you? She was independent. And she had some issues. But... 
the smile in her eye was more than a thank you, more than a kindness returned. It was a good deed that will never go undone. And these are the things that we need to do. We need to give the world a reason to say, well, doggone it, stop treating him like shit. Because right now we're not doing that. We're not giving anybody the reason to stand up and fight for us, except for a handful of people that say it's not right. We know it's not right, but the bad ones don't give a flying fuck. And they're not going to until we actually say, hey, you know, that person's not so bad. That was my grandmother that almost got, you know, fell over into the path of the bus. And she told me that that trans person helped her get off the bus and helped her get to her destination. That trans person's pretty cool. My grandma said so. And what does that mean? That means that because I did a good deed that the lady is going to say good things. When my kids and I are on the bus, we play a game. It's a simple game, but we involve others if they want to join in. You may think it's silly, but it works. It creates a positive atmosphere around our family, which is creating a positive view of the trans community. Now, I realize that not everybody can sit on the bus and create a word game. Not everyone can sit on the bus and have games about music or sit there and start singing a song together as four people. Not everybody can do that. It's sometimes a challenge. But everybody has the ability to lift where they stand. And the more that we do this, the more we create positive change. I know that each and every one of you in this silly season can do something good for someone else. My front door is open to people coming here for Christmas dinner. I have invited uh, quite a few friends and a couple of people that I felt might need a warm meal or someone who just needed that loving friendship. Why did I do this? Because it needed to be done. And the more that we feel connected as a community, the more that we feel connected as a group of people, as society, the more the monsters like Scott Morrison, Donald Trump, and Boris, and whatever his name is in Russia, see how much he's not important to me? I don't even care his name. The more we see them looking less important. Case in point, this wonderful girl named Greta, who is on the cover of Time magazine. I predicted that Donald Trump was going to lose his shit on it. I said he's going to be so bloody jealous that he can't 
handle himself properly. And what did he do? Exactly that. He went on the attack of a 16-year-old girl. This is a grown man who's supposed to be the leader of a country. But because he didn't like that she got positive press and he keeps getting negative press, he attacked her for being who she was. He didn't attack her stance or anything else. He attacked her for her. Which really isn't a cool thing to do. Especially when you have your pinup wife running around saying, Be best. And it's the most woeful attempt at anti-bullying campaign. That your husband is bullying a 16-year-old child doesn't really work does it it doesn't really create that positive atmosphere that girl has done more for the world through her defiant act her act of please we need to save this planet than just standing and saying we need to change the planet she actually got off her ass she's done her research she's taken a risk you don't have to like her. I won't force you to. You don't have to like me. But the one thing you can look at is, and you can't deny, that I do good deeds because it needs to be done. I tell kids it's okay to talk about mental health because it needs to be done. I tell senior citizens it's okay to talk with your doctors. I help doctors learn how to talk to the LGBT community. Why? Because it needs to be done. And what does that do? It creates positive change. It creates the change that I want to see, which is a better society. And I do it by lifting where I stand. I do it by doing good deeds. And there's a lot that can be said about that. Because you're not going to view me as a horrible person. Because I'm not going to let the world see that. Because I'm not that. I'm also not this psycho person who tried to pass a law that no one wanted. Except for that, for a handful of people. And I'm not going to do that. What I am going to encourage you as we've come into the last week before the insanity begins. Which is the Christmas rush. Get everything. Get it now. My heaven bought my presents. Which isn't me. I bought them already. I bought them a year ago. I mean, one of them almost a half a year ago. And I bought a couple others throughout the year. I was prepared. I thought this Christmas meal up in my head. I've saved money to do it. I have got my resources in place to make sure that this Christmas meal that is coming up, that my friends are going to sit on the floor and just talk smack and have a good meal and be happy is important. It's wonderful. 
I made a lot of choices this year. Choices that a lot of people probably won't quite grasp why I did it. And I understand that those choices came with side effects that I wasn't predicting. And that's okay. You got to learn from them. I made a choice to go green as much as we could go green. Because you can't, you know, I'm sorry, there is at some point that I can't go green all the way. But I'm trying. And every day I try and try and try again. It is better that 10,000 people do the best they can than 100 people doing it perfectly. So here I am, doing the best I can to go green. We ride public transport. Whew. I thought that was going to be the worst thing in my life, but it wasn't. It's actually turned out to be one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah, the bus routes are changing. Not happy about that. But we'll see how we adjust to it. And we will have to make adjustments. But I'm lifting where I stand. I don't want my world to fall apart for my children. I want them to have a good world. And that means sacrifice for us right now. I didn't mow my backyard this year because I wanted the, the flowers to grow. Yeah, some of them are dandelions, but bees still go there, and they still use that to create honey. I don't use pesticides in my yard. Not at all. Zero. Zip zilch. I make sure that the bushes are trimmed so that when the flowers come on the, on the hedge, that the that the wonderful bees can go in and out of those and get as much as they can from them. I do my best. And in the new year as it's coming towards us quickly, I will still continue to do what I've been doing. Working with doctors, nurses, the community, making a stand where it needs to be stood. And I will also continue to be a good parent because it has to be done. I've made 20 years without a drop of alcohol, and I'm damn proud of that. Because it needed to be done. This is the end of a decade. But it's also the start of a new decade. It's the end of a long period of 18 years. Where I had someone in my life that I cared very deeply about. But now this part of our life is gone. 
This decade spells an end to it. It spelt an end to it about five years ago, but that's something different. But when you look at this decade and what changed, that changed. But it was also the birth of a, of a lot of different things. The honesty that not only to myself but to others, I could be truthful about. That was difficult. That scared me a lot. I'm proud of the path that I've taken. It's been worth it. So 2020, here we come. I'm not going to let you lose, and I'm not going to let you fight alone. I'll be sitting here, still broadcasting, still trying to help you find the path of a way to make your life as a trans person, or your life as a trans supporter, or you, somebody who might be questioning what's going on, better. The trans community is there. There are good ones of us and bad ones of us. We're the same as everything else in the world. But the good one of us, we need to start lifting more. So others will not ignore all of us. I'm going to close this. It's been a wonderful podcast. I hope I've said some things, cast some light on some ideas that maybe you can take away from this. That as we start to focus on 2020, that we can look on how we can be better. Take good care of yourself. And as we know, this is the silly season. If you need help, there's men line, men's line, crisis line, lifeline, the blue door, um, Q life. And so many out there that you can call for help. If you need it, take the time. Make that call. Because each and every one of you is worth it. There are also organizations where you can have a warm meal. And a warm bed if you need it. There's also, if you have the opportunity... Please, 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 I beg of you. If you are a supporter, join Free Mom Hugs. That's M-O-M, not M-U-M. So Free Mom Hugs on Facebook. Because there's people out there who could use a hug. Who could use that emotional, caring hug that moms give you know and it was also nice to see a dad giving those hugs too just because it says free mom hugs that dad did it too and the tears that filled people's eyes when they got those hugs 
It may not solve all the problems. It may not fix every problem that's out there. But it fixes some. Take good care of yourself. Until next time. Bye now.